You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Season 17. Episode 29. This is Writing Excuses. Episode 2 of our Dialogue Masterclass, The Job of Dialogue. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And I wish I sounded as good as Maurice. <laughs> I'm Dan. I'm Mary Robinette. I'm Maurice. Oh, he sounds good when he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's Howard. So this week we're going to talk about the job of dialogue. And so, Maurice, I'm just going to ask you, what is the job of dialogue? 
So first off, I mean, there's a difference between dialogue and conversation, right? And I think we touched upon that last week with the whole idea of just recording a conversation between folks, between friends, family, whatever. Um, And and when you listen to a conversation, I mean, a conversation is just this, uh, well, it's people who are in each other's presence. They're enjoying each other's company, hopefully. Uh, But it's going all over the place. There's no real purpose or or direction to it. It's it's a conversation. It's an an exchange of ideas. Um, Versus dialogue. Uh, dialogue has a very specific purpose in, in, in writing and in telling stories. So the way I look at it is, uh, you know, whenever I'm, I'm coming to a scene that, and dialogue's involved, it's like, all right, I keep it in mind. I need to, you know, be moving the story forward. I need to be providing information and I need to be uh, honing in on, on characterization of, of the people who are engaged in this conversation or in the, in the dialogue. Right. So I see those as, the, as those three things. That's the actual job of, of dialogue. Right. And within that, there's um, there's something that I'm going to be talking about a couple of times throughout this course, which is the area of intention. And the area of intention is like why the dialogue is, why, why the spoken line is happening. Uh, and this goes for like actually verbal and unspoken dialogue. But whenever someone is talking, there is a reason they're saying the thing. And every piece of dialogue has two areas of intention. There's the authorial area of intention, the reason the author needs it to happen. And there's the character area of intention, which is why the character is saying the thing. So in this, this episode, what we're focusing on is the authorial area of intention. The why, why is this here and what load-bearing thing is it doing for us? And as often as not, when I'm writing a portion of the job of the dialogue is to be entertaining. It needs to be, it needs to be funny. It needs to be witty. It needs to be pithy. It, uh, it has to do more than just advance the story and inform us about who the characters are and what they want or don't want and where conflicts are. And I mean, and that's a huge load. That's, that's, that's some seriously heavy lifting. But then, uh, for my own part, I have to make sure that the reader feels rewarded for reading some of those lines of dialogue, that the banter is entertaining. Yeah. And so a lot of what you're, you're doing is, like, I, I joke, and it's not a joke, that everything that happens in a story is exposition, because all of it is, you know, It's conveying information, and sometimes that information is about the tone. Sometimes that information is about the the characters, but it's all conveying information. And part of our job is to mask that and to use a bunch of different techniques so that the reader doesn't notice that. So banter, um, keeping them entertained in whatever form, whether that's through tension or humor, all of that is to to mask the fact that I am giving you a piece of information that you need in order to understand what happens next. So, yeah, so, um, I keep remembering, you know, because there's always this conversation like, oh, well, you know, in terms of, you know, moving the, uh, providing that information, it's like we see a lot of bad examples of that. Or, hang on, let me confess. First off, I'm a TV junkie. <laughs> um, particularly of like police procedurals. I, I, I just love police procedurals. So uh, CSI, CSI is like one of my comfort watching things. Uh, and actually I'm watching, what am I watching right now? Silent Witness, which is basically a British version of CSI. <laughs> uh, and, but it, it's all, but, it, it, but you see all the best 
and by best I mean worst examples of this uh, providing information, <laughs> right? Because uh, you know you have these scientists and they are explaining these tests out loud, right? But they're explaining it to their colleagues who hopefully took the same classes and understand the same things that you know that is going on, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's that's a poor mask <laughs> yeah. of of, uh, of of providing information. It's a poor mask of uh, info dumping. And so, uh, I, so I often get that question. It's like, oh, so when is it, uh, when is info dumping bad? And I'm like, well, it, bad isn't quite the word we're looking for, right? Because we need the information as, as readers, as viewers, we need that information. It's how do you mask that? Because, you know, one of my favorite books is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That is literally one big info dump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole mm-hmm. book is just one big info dump. But we don't care because of what Howard said, because it's entertaining, right? And so you don't really notice, oh, he just, it's literally an encyclopedia giving us information all the time. I was so, just watching, we, we've been re-watching uh, CBS uh, Elementary, the uh, Sherlock Holmes with Johnny mm-hmm. Lee Miller, Lucy Liu. And there was a moment where, you know, Johnny Lee Miller asks a scientist on screen, says, you know, tell Watson what you told me about DNA profiles. And the old scientist says, I would be happy to, but but I think I need to ground you first in a bit of molecular cellular biology, at which point Holmes says, hold that thought a moment and cuts the connection and turns to Watson and says, he can get kind of long winded. (laughs) And I love that moment because it tells us, yes, there's a whole bunch of science here and we're going to hand wave it and just arrive at the conclusion. Um, and there's this tension release where the old guy starts talking and you think, oh, please, no, this is going to be boring. And I want to hear Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu talk. And then he disconnects and there's a moment of joy as the old guy gets cut off. Yeah, those are, I think, another kind of, of entertaining you know, in addition to all of the the load bearing informational properties dialogue has, uh, sometimes it's funny, like Howard said. Sometimes it needs to be frightening, or it needs to be triumphant, or badass, or something where we are evoking a specific emotional response, uh, because that's the part of the story where we want the audience to feel a certain way. Uh, we want them to be quoting a particular line because it's so good. Um, yeah, all of these different kinds of, of entertainment. Yeah, and sometimes the, the job is to, uh, to transition us into another, another part of the story. So sometimes it's like this is the line of dialogue where everything shifts. It's representing the moment when a character changes their mind or the moment when uh, I need the reader to understand that this is not the story that they thought it was. You know, the, the, it's not quite a reveal, but it's like, oh, no, no, reader, just re- remember this, this looks like we're all having a good time, but you are actually in a horror story, which is most of <laughs> So speaking of transitions. Hey, writers, are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. 
A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's transition into our book of the week, which this week, Mary Robinette, is you. You were going to tell us about the murder of Mr. Wickham. So the murder of Mr. Wickham by Claudia Gray. This is a book that was basically written for me. It is a Jane Austen murder mystery. And by that, I mean, Claudia Gray has taken all of the Jane Austen main characters and their love interests, 
they're all married now, and brought them to a single house party for reasons that makes contextual sense. Um, and and then Mr. Wickham shows up and someone kills the guy. And it's a good murder mystery. It's a good Austin pastiche. It it has it has a romance between two new characters that are the children of of some of your beloved characters. It's so good. And the reason that I brought it up particularly for this is that um, as a murder mystery, every line of dialogue contains a potential clue. And so the the authorial area of intention there, that the amount of load-bearing that the dialogue is doing is so good. And they also all sound like Austinian characters. They all sound like distinct characters. And 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 then kind of... One of the other things that I love about it is the absence of a thing that we have not yet talked about, which is maiden-butler dialogue, or we haven't talked about it by name, which is basically where a maid and a butler stand around and have a conversation about things that they both know about uh, only so that the audience will also know about this thing. So, And there's none of that in this, even though there are, in fact, maids and butlers, and they do they do speak. Um, it's It's great. It's just a good read. Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. So that's The Murder of Mr. Wickham by Claudia Gray. That's awesome. I remember when she told me about that book and I said, please make sure you send that to Mary Robinette. She said, I already did. Don't worry. So that's great. Um, so yeah, let's, let's, uh, talk some more about the job of dialogue. One of the things that we, uh, um, have referred to but haven't really gone into in detail is uh how dialogue can move the story forward we've said that's not the only thing it has to do Mm -hmm. but that is one of the things it has to do how do we make sure that our dialogue is actually advancing the story instead of just spinning wheels right so one of the things i think about is this whole idea of like dialogue is is kind of like conversation that confronts conflict right so one of the things that we we do is a man so Mary Robinette's got me thrown off. I'm still thinking about this whole idea of areas of intent. So I'm going to see if I can weave these two ideas together, right? So uh, so we have this whole idea as, as an author, you know, each conversation has to confront the conflict that's uh, either in that scene or in the overarching narrative, right? But then as a character, dialogue is a tool that they use to achieve their objective, which still serves the authorial intent, but uh, on the character level, you know, dialogue becomes a tool of which they are trying to work out what it is they're trying to seek, you know, to complete their arc. Um, And so, yeah, so I've been, yeah, sorry, Mary Robinette, you just, I'm like, oh, I got all these things going on in my head. So you talk right now while I get all this stuff untangled. This is is why I I love doing these podcasts, because every time I I also have that, oh, yeah, yeah, I I had this whole unpacking when you were talking earlier and wrote a ton of notes. Um, so, So when we're talking about moving the story forward, basically, Stories. Uh, we've we've talked about this in other episodes. That that stories are a series of questions that you're answering for the reader, and some of them are things where the reader supplies their answer based on the information you've given them, and some of them are here's the next piece of information you you need, and so it's it's this this causal event chain that's happening. So one of the things that dialogue can do as part of mo- that moving forward is that it can either 
give the reader a piece of information that they need, or it can raise a question for the reader that creates tension that causes them to want to keep going. There's there's also the entertaining aspect, which is just this is funny, um, which is part of like keeping them engaged as other things are happening. But if it's just funny, eventually they they will opt out because they'll get frustrated that there's no forward momentum. So the two things that are moving the story forward are providing information or providing a question, raising a question. Yeah. uh, Sorry. uh, There was a, you you just remind me of that. So, so, uh, so I I think I, there's a lot of times when I'm in that, I'm going to call it the Howard mode where I have my, my two characters and, and they're, you know, doing this uh, rapid banter back and forth, back and forth. And uh, there comes a point where I realize usually in editing that I've just fallen in love with these characters. and I just (laughs) wanted to hear them talk. Yes. Right. And so, so then I have to ask myself, does this dialogue scene, does this, actually move the story forward or have I just fallen in love with their voices and I just want to keep that going and is it actually necessary to the story? And that's what we call Brandon mode or Mary Robinette mode, which is, do I step in now and cut off Howard? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love, I love the idea of, uh, of conversation of dialogue being, inherently funny because the compression algorithm that we use to put a conversation from real life into dialogue in a book breaks some of the rules that we implicitly understand about the way people converse. For instance, information should not flow that quickly from a conversation, but in dialogue in a book, it can flow that quickly. And that's a thing. Anytime you are breaking a rule, um, whether it's, you know, throwing a cuss, cuss word or falling into a manhole or whatever, there's the opportunity for humor. And so the very fact that we compress conversations into dialogue can be a source of humor uh, just because of the pacing. I love, I love that. And I exploit it a lot. Yeah. You, you just also reminded me of a thing that I should have mentioned when we were talking about moving the story forward with the, you know, information or or uh, the, the questions, is that sometimes the thing that moves the story forward is achieving a goal. And, uh, and, and when you're doing that compression that you're talking about, it's, it's part of it is compressing it to to the point where it is is serving that need um you know whichever need it is that you've you've pegged as this is the the thing that that the load bearing thing that this piece of dialogue is doing and you know a a conversational like a, a not just a line of dialogue but a dialogue that is ongoing will will serve multiple functions each individual line may serve one or more but it is it is this this constant uh, pull through and you, you use whatever carrot you can to, to pull the reader through. Yeah. In the um, uh, novella uh, Shafters, Shifters and the Chassis of Chance, which is probably going to hit Kindle in June or July. um, 
there's an interview scene where it could have been hugely info dumpy. Um, one of the characters, yes, this is a Howard Taylor thing. Uh, Tell us what happened, said Judd. Start at the beginning. No, said Chris. I'll start with what's important, and then you'll tell me something important, and we'll keep taking turns until we've run out of important things to say. Hmm. And and everybody in the room was like, oh, that seems really smart. And it sets up this banter pattern of reveal after reveal after reveal, and, and the reveals include some lies, which we find out to be lies later. Um, but it fixed a huge pacing problem that I had in the first two drafts of the scene, which is, um, no, I can't let this guy tell the story from the beginning. That breaks everything. Yeah, yeah, that's something I'm struggling with in a book right now, uh, which is all about, or one of the main functions of the magic system is memory loss, mm. which meant that I had three different points in the second half of the book where a character had to re-explain everything to a character who should already have known it. And it just got so boring. And I had to find different ways to get around that or to have it happen off screen or to do, you know, uh, compressions or abridgments so that we weren't bored recapping the book four times. Anyway, Let's end with our homework. And you can probably guess what that homework is. Mary Robinette, what is it? So your homework is about area of intention. Um, I want you to do two things. And that's right. This is a two-part homework. One is to grab a book or a movie or whatever that that you really enjoy. Um, or it's okay if you do it with something you don't enjoy because this may break it slightly. Identify the area of intention for the lines of dialogue. So what you're doing is you're looking at how an author has, another author has done this because it's often easier to identify with someone else's work. Like, why do you think each line is is there? And then the other thing that I want you to do is I want you to go back to that transcript that Maurice had us, us do previously. And I want you to decide an authorial area of intention for yourself. Like, if I were going to have this scene happen, what is my intent for this scene? And I want you to cut every line of dialogue that does not serve your authorial area of intention. Sounds good. This is writing excuses. You are out of excuses. Now go write. For this episode of Writing Excuses, your hosts were Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, Maurice Broadus, and Howard Taylor. It was engineered by Daniel Thompson and mastered by Alex Jackson. To find more of Writing Excuses and support us, check out patreon.com slash writing excuses. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.